hours later. Welcome to Three Hours Later. Clap, clap. That was not uh, a... I, I met... Killed a bug, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead and start again. I'm so sorry. A bug, a bug literally flew <laughs> really? in front of me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Alright, everyone. Welcome to Three Hours Later. I'm Matt, joined with Alex. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And we got a topic episode. We have so many things to talk about. <laughs> um, we're trying something new. We're recording over Discord, so we don't have to drive, and it's late. But here we are. Um, so I think we're just, uh, let's Philly D this. Let's just get into it. Okay, let's do it. Like, we let's have a lot to talk about. It. A lot of things have happened just... in the last week or two or let's however have... long. Okay, good. I was afraid that that was trademarked, but I said it wrong anyway. <laughs> has it been like a year since we recorded? I feel like it's been like at least a year. At least half a month. This week has been a year, really, Dude. it feels like. Um, so you want to, I know you are super excited to talk about some Pokemon news because that shit popped off this week. I'm very yes. Um, let's, let's step into Matt's Poke Corner to the the Poke Matt. I choose you, Matt. Uh, Matt, 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 Matt. They don't really do that just in the show. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, aside from the the whole Dexit thing, like a lot of people are bummed out. I get it. Like not a lot of Pokemon are gonna be making it to the main game here, but they made a pretty cool announcement uh, as far as like mechanics are gonna go. And it's going to make training your Pokemon competitively a lot easier. And so that's kind of what I want to dip into uh, in this generation is I, w- I kind of want to train a competitive team. And, you know, they're going to have an online tournament actually like on December 5th. So I've got to get a team ready for that. And if I think it's like point based. The better you do, the more points you get. And if you get enough points, you'll actually qualify for the Pokemon World Championship. So I think that's pretty cool. Do you want to explain so, Dexit though? Cause yeah, because I was gonna say, how does that, that work? <laughs> the Dexit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, I think around 400 Pokemon aren't gonna be making it to this next generation. They just got cut, so you can't catch them all this time around. Catch and a lot. It sucks. It sucks because typical a, a Pokemon lot of, thing. Like Squirtle though. <laughs> can't catch, get my Squirtle. Catch a few of them. Yeah. So I'm pretty bummed out because Squirtle is my favorite. He's my my first starter. And, of course, Charizard made it, because everyone loves Charizard. And there's also a new form of Charizard with the... Uh, I could get into it later, but there's a, the Gigamaxing thing. I don't know if you, you know what that is, but uh, it's kind of a new mechanic that's... That's where the basically, uh, the chunky Pikachu came from, right? Yeah. So, any Pokemon can Dynamax. That just makes them really big. But Gigamaxing kind of changes their appearance as well as makes them bigger. So, it's kind of like a Rita Repulsa, make my monster grow type of thing. I'm okay and, with that. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Like I like it. A lot of people are just like, this is the same thing as the the Mega Evolutions from before. But uh, the Dexit, everyone's bummed out. Uh, yeah, a lot of like good Pokemon aren't gonna be making it over here, and and a lot of people like to you know they they literally catch them all. And up until now, you've been able to transfer your Pokemon into the next generation game, and so this is gonna be the first time where you can't. And it's kind of dumb because they did release like um. I don't remember what it's called. It's not the Pokebank anymore, but it's pretty much Pokebank where you can Oh, where you can store them? Yeah. Yeah, Pokemon Home. Uh, you can yeah, you can store them into like a, a cloud basically and then transfer them over to other games and so you could do that with all the Pokemon ever, but you just can't put them in the new game. So it is kind of sketchy because it's a paid service, but it's like what's the point of paying if I can't get all my Pokemon over? 
So I'm looking and, at uh, a list of who's been cut, and it, I gotta say, even as somebody who's not into Pokemon, uh, it is kind of shocking. Yeah, let's not get into detail. Like, we're no, not, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I'm just like, if I can recognize some, that means they cut some bangers. Yeah, um, and mainly I don't want to get into it because I, we're not like the biggest podcast or anything. But there have been a lot of cease and desists as far as spoilers go this week, uh, because a lot of stuff was leaked. This isn't yeah stuff officially announced from Game Freak. So anyway, so, that's 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 the big bummer. Is a lot of Pokemon aren't, aren't going to make it. So a lot of uh, loud people, at least on the internet, are very mad. But I there's so I'm a big Pokemon fan. I've been playing you know since the beginning. There's a big gap where I didn't play, but I love Pokemon since I was a child, and it does suck. But I'm still excited for this next generation here, and I think that's more of the uh, the the majority of people is we're still excited. We're still going to get the game. We're still going to play. People were calling for boycotts because of this, and I think that's just like that's so silly ridiculous. to me. It's ridiculous. I, I'm such yeah. a like I'm coming in the same place where I haven't played in forever, and I'm probably a lot longer than than you have. I think I I have like Sun and Moon as well. I never finished mm-hmm. that, but I'm so excited for this. Like for the reason all the designs are out. I'm not sure just the way they're they're giving out the news, but like every single one I see, like I like I like the designs of these new Pokemon. I'm I'm just excited for just for this game in general so yeah they don't have everyone but shoot i'm, I'm still gonna play it's not gonna deter me i'm gonna throw this out there as somebody who is very 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 lapsed in pokemon fandom i'm excited to play this for the first time in forever and in all honesty the as much as i understand and i if your favorite one is not there i'm sorry i know that sucks as kind of an outsider coming back in it's so much easier to, to digest for me like the idea of like, I don't have to worry about 800 Pokemon. I can just worry about like half of that, which is still a weird amount of Pokemon. Um, and I think that might be the reason why it, it, it they want this to be a new entry point for people. They want people yeah. to return. They want it for new players. It does suck for the diehard people. But again, they are, I think, the minority. And, and that's the thing is you can't market to the diehards all the time. Like y- you can't ignore them. And I do think that I... Th- I feel like there's a way they could have done a very similar thing to this and not had it be so bad. Like if maybe they had done like, Hey, we're going to open up some fan voting. Like who's your favorite one to keep around or like promises of like, Hey, you know what? Here are the sacred Pokemon. Like we're never going to get rid of the starter Pokemon Pikachu. Like we understand those are our brand, but let's get wild with it. Like, do you need a Jigglypuff in the game? Do you need a, this in the game? Like, let's see what we can get rid of. I'm just literally naming the five Pokemon. I know, (laughs) but like I again like as somebody who's looking at this like this makes it more approachable for me and if this is the first like quote unquote like home console release they've ever done and this is the first time they're I know Pokemon's mass market but like this is their chance to push like not just like the people that have loved it for 20 years but bring in all new people right now that's a huge deal such a like, smart I love when too. people like the things I like like mm-hmm. I want more people to like the shit I like that's why Marvel movies are huge now. I'm not upset people like them. I'm not upset they change them. I get they have to change things. My comics still exist, but now I get this other thing too. Right, and I, I think this is the point that I'm not seeing out there a lot is, is what we're talking about. I think the reason for this Dexit is to get more people in because it is overwhelming. There's like almost a thousand Pokemon, well, if not over a thousand Pokemon. And let's be real, like how many, first off, how many just legitimately bad ones are there? And how many are, <laughs> how many just mimic another one? 
like that's that was when the last time I played that was something I remember going like oh that's just this but a crappier version or this but a better version give yeah, me new I mean, stuff yeah and and like literally each generation has its own like kind of Pikachu and you it's obvious like every time yeah um, like, and some of the new and, designs are legitimately like great like the ones they yeah. put out officially like they are they this is no longer like where I'm like so it's a pile of trash that's a Pokemon cool like these are cool looking creatures but of course you do get that. I mean, like I, I sent uh, the two of you a picture of this. Literally, it's a penguin with a block of ice on its head. That's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. I think that's great. I love and you that know what? one. It, you know what? There is flavor to it that I think is really cool because when it takes damage, the ice block gets smaller. Aww. No, my baby can't <laughs> so die. And let's He's not forget, this is, the game, <laughs> this is the game in the company that is so nice that they're going to give us a bong Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. You mean uh, Doug Demodome? What? Did you say English words? What did you say? There's a character from uh, uh, Fairly Odd Parents that has a huge hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. His name is Doug Demodome. I, I was like, no, man. I'm pretty sure it's like coughing or wheezing. I can't remember what its name was, but I know it's not Doug. No, no, no. no it's the, the Pokemon Doug Demodome. My favorite Pokemon, Doug. <laughs> it's just Doug Funny. See, that's the trick. Is there's so many Pokemon, they could sneak in Doug Funny. And would you really know he wasn't a Pokemon? Like, we'd get, like, 300 hours into the game and then be like, wait a minute. I feel like that's, like, Mr. Saturn. Did you put in some Nicktoons? Like <laughs> Just a random um, Nicktoons yeah, expansion. So, um, a while back... So, my uh, my Pokemon experience, like, I started with, with Pokemon Blue and then Pokemon Silver. And then I just stopped for some reason. Like, I, I didn't fall out of love of Pokemon. I, I watched the show, like, religiously. I just stopped playing the video games. And then I jumped back in into uh, Pokemon Black and White. And so I, there's a big gap where I missed out on stuff. And it was overwhelming getting back into the game because I missed like generations of Pokemon. And I'm like, is this new to this region or is this like been in the game for yeah. 10 years or what? So I, I, having that experience, I think that this is a good thing. No joke. I, uh, what was it like about four years ago? I was like, I think the first few seasons came on Netflix and I like rewatched it. And I was like, dang. They straight up like robbed people with guns. It was like that was like the third episode. Well, that's why else do you raise a Pokemon unless you're trying to commit crimes? No, like Team Rocket like robbed the store with guns. That's Team Rocket's thing. I was like, whoa, just straight up thugs. They are, especially in the game. So earlier you mentioned something that I I found really curious. So you said like um, they're going to be doing like online tournaments that are like ranked and really paying attention to it. So the last. So I think the last Pokemon I played pretty, not religiously, but like I really tried was, um, I think it was X and Y. Mm-hmm. And I had a ton of fun. Like I just, I, by that point I couldn't handle playing games on a 3DS anymore. It made me want to die, but they were fun. But I do remember there were issues with like essentially bootleg shinies and people being able to build like these Pokemon breeding farms for you to cheat with. So have they mentioned, are they going to be combating that? Like, are they really... I'm sure they're going to crack down on it, and um, it really, I think, I, I haven't been in it for a while, but I think it did stop when they stopped supporting the DS games, because that's how they were getting the bootleg Pokemon into the 3DS games, is you were able to hack a previous generation game <laughs> and then transfer it to the newer game. And so they stopped, you know, supporting actual online for the original DS and, you know, like DS Lite, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but right now, so with the, the, the more recent announcement, like I was saying, it's easier to train Pokemon, so there's no reason to hack a Pokemon because it's so easy to just train one up 
to be tournament ready. And so, like, um, previously, you know, you had to wear, worry about these, like, kind of like hidden game mechanics called IVs and EVs. And yes, so I do remember what it kind of What it boiled down to was, like, just, you know, in, in Pokemon, you breed Pokemon. And so you want to breed one with the, the best stats. It's, it's like horse racing, right? You know, you want to breed the champion horse. And so that's why a horse semen is so expensive. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you searched <laughs> no, this. I literally was trying to figure out which Pokemon was called horse semen. <laughs> I heard it is horsey men. And I was like, that's a Pokemon? Well, there's a horsey. Um, and so now there's, um, there, there's ways just to do it all like super easy. Um, you can... I don't want to get too into it because it's really boring when, when, when it's down on paper, but um, each Pokemon has like a temperament, right? There's a, you know, it could be calm or it could be a, a I don't know. Like aggressive, a like piece a Charizard. <laughs> kind of. And so that, that temperament means what certain stats will grow faster than the others and other stats will grow slower than the others. And so you would have to breed to get the correct temperament of the Pokemon that you want. And so now instead you could just give it an item and it'll go the way that you want. Huh. And then... Instead of having to train up the, uh, I think it's the IVs that you can train. There, there's stats that they're born with and you can't change, and then there's stats that you train. But it would take forever to train it up. And now you just give it items. Like, I could give it 26 items and I'm done. Just I don't give it like antidepressants. No, you give it <laughs> calcium and iron. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. And um, there's, <laughs> again, I know this is going to be, this is going to sound boring to people that don't really play, but you can breed moves into your Pokemon. They're called egg moves. So it's something that a Pokemon doesn't learn on its own. It would have to be bred into. So like there's certain po Pokemon that can breed together that aren't the same species. So if it's like a dragon Pokemon, you can breed with other dragons. And there's a move that this dragon gets that this dragon doesn't. But if you breed it right, you can get it to the one that normally doesn't. And so now you don't have to do that. All you have to do is put them in the daycare together and then it'll just le learn the moves that the other one has. Um, so really it's just a lot of quality of life stuff. Um, there's auto saves now. You don't have to worry about like, Oh crap, I forgot to save. Um, except oh for God, all the Pokemon that are, uh, picked up on the shelters. Hey, these breeders. <laughs> well, so the, the best part is like now I can, I have the chance to get the Pokemon that I started the game with and beat the game with turn tournament ready instead of just like, Hey, we had a good run, but your set, your stats kind of suck. So, so that really out. impresses me. That because that's always been one of the big things that really bugs me is like I get a weird emotional attachment to to the characters. I'm like yeah, I pick them based on like, hey, you're the character I like, not like you're the one with the best stats. And knowing that I can take my weird corgi Pokemon and if I train him right, like get a real badass out of it. He has an evolution. He looks pretty cute. I might be looking at the full leaked list right now, and I <laughs> love the way these Pokemon look. Yeah, if like, anyone doesn't care about spoilers, weird. you can go on the, uh, the the Pokemon subreddit. It's like oh, it's everywhere. Sticky posts. Oh man, like some of these, just so. Good. Is it is it really a leak if the if the whole dam just broke? Yeah, because <laughs> again, it's not officially announced, and so like there's it, it is weird. This game comes out in a week, and the fact that there yeah. are things that can leak this big, I'm like, wow, you got like I just I forget sometimes how big a game like this is. Where they're like, yeah, we don't we don't need to market it. We just need to tell you, Pokemon's a coming. We don't need to show you. Like, here's all your fr new friends. You're going to be friends with yeah. them. You have no choice. So what, the are you going to play Digimon? Get out of here. 
Hey, <laughs> the, the game's out the 15th, right? So just like a week from now since we're recording. Yeah, a week from recording, yeah. Yeah, for some birthday, reason they sold the Switch today, but this the game is out the 17th. And uh, just to let you know how big of a Pokemon fan it, I am, I, I took the 15th off. I did not. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm I yeah I'm I'm there with you though in spirit. I'm so I'm so excited though, and so with three of us and even with Stacy playing, there's um, raid battles now, which is completely new. Yeah, it's I heard that they're basically taking some of the not the mechanics but some of the ideas behind Pokemon Go that are like the more not I guess, yeah community based and like bringing those yeah. into the proper game, which is awesome. Yeah, and I love it. So it's you know the four of us, um, we can just meet up online and we battle this massive Pokemon together. Let's do it. I don't know why. I think that for me, like I, I like those more. Like I really just like, I don't know. I just like the the team. Yeah, I'm like, all let's about go. This, this, this attack is let's go. Let's do this, guys. I'm here's and my then, promise though. The first time you guys give me shit because my team isn't the best team, but it's the cutest team. I'm gonna be upset because my team is bringing the cute. <laughs> here's the thing: the, the cute ones are sometimes the deadly ones. I will. <laughs> that's just man. Ain't that true? I I will stop evolutions <laughs> if they if they're gonna become not cute. Like Raichu? It's, uh, so oh, that's why Pokemon's like so great. Uh, <laughs> there's a guy that won a championship with an Amolga, which is basically a flying squirrel Pokemon that kind of looks like a Pikachu. And everyone's like giving him shit because it's like, what's that thing going to do? And he's like, it's going to wipe the floor with everyone else. And it did. Damn. See, that, I love watching like uh, professional fighting, like the, the pro fighting game circuit. And that's always my favorite thing is every year in Evo, there's some rando that rolls in with a character that you should not be able to win with. And he just beats ass. Mm -hmm. And it's so satisfying to watch. And that's what I did. Um, same thing like you, Mike, uh, X and Y. I, that's the the one uh, Pokemon game that I started to kind of get competitive with. And that was my whole like deal. It was I, I was taking Pokemon that no one was using. Some of them were really cute. And then I just turned them into little murder monsters. You know, that's actually that's what got me to stop playing because I'm trying to remember like I'm like why did I stop playing X and Y I really liked it I stopped playing because I was working my ass off playing trying to build a good team and the next thing I know one of my friends showed up and he was all like oh yeah I just went online you can download everybody and I was like well I don't <laughs> want to play this anymore then like if if the thing I can work for is gone and now I don't want to play against you because you've cheated like why do I care mm-hmm yeah, I, the same thing with the uh, Sun and Moon too. It was like you go to GameStop and you buy this game, and we'll give you a code with maxed out level, like legendary Pokemon. Well, then I just well, went through the whole game. It's, if if you played in like a tournament setting, the the legendary Pokemon get wiped pretty easy because nobody trains the stats, and so that's the thing that you don't see up front in the game is the stats. And so, like, yeah, someone will I'll play someone online and they got their Mewtwo, they got their Arceus, and everything, and I'm just. I use a Carbink, which is a little rock Pokemon that has bunny ears, and I just wipe the floor with them. Oh, it's so good. God damn, guys. We're going to get hard into this. I'm excited because this will be my life for a while. I, this uh, could not be coming at a better time, too, because like I'm almost done with Outer Worlds, and I don't have anything to play after that. That Star Wars game, I'm sure I'll love it, but like, that's not going to be a long-term game. It's a fling. Dude, that Tom Meowth is real. Yeah, that's that's the actual design. That wasn't a leak. That's the actual design. Why is it so? Why and is he so free. long? It's it's, yeah. it's early adopter uh, fee uh, free. You just you, it's a mystery gift. Oh god, Machamp, dude, Machamp that, is pretty badass. And that I don't Charizard like looks mental. Oh, they just put out a trailer today and it showed it in action, and it is like I'm a Squirtle fan, but 
That is a great Charizard. All right, back to the episode. All right, but yeah, um, good. I think that's it for the the Poke Ramble, the Poke Rap, if you will. So, Matt, um, I need your I need your advice as an expert, though. Is there a reason I should buy Sword over Shield? Yes, just... but don't let Stacy hear this. Uh, well, oh. no. So, uh, Shield over Sword. I think. Yeah, I like Shield. I, I I like the way the uh the thick neck boy on the Shield Shield box looks. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, with the shield. neck the, the neck the neck beard Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm Team Shield. Um, I like the um the exclusives better. You get the the My Little Pony Ponita. Oh, I got it. Um, you get the. This is the first time they have exclusive gym leaders. I, they're not called gym leaders in this, but they're basically gym leaders. And you get the Ghost Boy in this one. And you know I like my spooky. I feel like you've just you've 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 confirmed my purchase decision, and I appreciate you for that. No problem. Give me money. Oh no. Um. <laughs> so that's it for the the Pokemon talk. Sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close the Pokemon window I was looking at because it's all I can think about. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then so since we're in games, there's another game I know Mike wants to talk about. I have so many games on. Call of Duty. About. Uh. You know what's? I didn't even think of that game this whole time. I literally have it installed on my Xbox. I haven't even started it. As you should. It came out at the wrong time for me, because uh, my life is the out, is uh, Outer Worlds. It is, <laughs> God, I I legitimately was like going into this week thinking Control was the best game I played all year, and it's still there. Like I still love that game. Hey, but, Pokemon's not out yet. True, but dude, Outer Worlds. Oh my God, it is. It is everything I love about video games in a video game. Like it. It's uh, essentially, like, if I want to be real reductive, it's Space Fallout. And it's made by yeah. Obsidian, who is comprised of a lot of the people from Black Isle, who are the original developers of Fallout. Um, yeah. Um, and we did get into it with uh, when, when we had our episode with Sean. Yeah. Um, so we did go through it a lot, but you've played it further I, now. Um, I, have, I actually haven't played a whole lot. Oh, man. I put so much time into it. I've done every side quest I can do. It Like, it is... It builds a world better than any game I've played in a very long time, aside from Control. Like, that's the craziest thing, is my two favorite games this year are two games that are, like, if I'm being very (laughs) fair, they're single player. If I'm being very fair, though, they're not doing anything special gameplay-wise. But they built worlds that I care about so much, like... Well, that's that's the thing. I think both oh, of them kind so of hark, harken back to, you know, games of yore, if you will, where this is what games were. Single player, don't have to worry about online stuff, don't have to worry about DLC. I know uh, Control's getting stuff like that. But even but with Control, like, it doesn't feel necessary. It feels like it's more of them rewarding me, saying, hey, you like this game? Well, like, nine months later, you have some more of it. Yeah. Um, and I think... Uh, I, I Actually, today, I just read that, you know, Outer World, Obsidian announced that they outperformed their expectations which is crazy because there's no pre-order bonus there's no special edition there's nothing it was just the a game is out, free on two-thirds of the done. on two-thirds of what it's yeah, on like if you have a pc me, it's free i think that's how the three of us are playing it yeah, yeah i'm playing it play through game, game pass, pass. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I, i'm not gonna lie i have actually looked at the box and i've thought about buying it just because <laughs> i want to own a physical copy of it how many hours and are you I in mike I um twenty. I I've got to be near the end of the story. I think I'm like twenty something hours in. That's the other oh, thing too. Wow. Is it feels, it feels like an old school like, uh, Western RPG in that it feels like it's a hundred hour long game. Uh huh. But it's not. It's a it's a short game for what is a RPG. 
but I also think it's like an RPG made for people that live in the world we live in now. Like it's if an you, RP me. Yeah. Well, if you have time for a hundred hour RPG, like awesome, more power to you. I'm happy that, that you get what you want. But like I was left behind by that. I don't get to play the hundred hour games anymore. And to have a game that comes out that respects my time, that is just so well designed that frankly feels like playing a pen and paper game very much in a lot of the ways I play it. It does. I'm so excited for like different dialogue. It's like, do I, should (laughs) I pick this? I don't know. Like, yeah, is this my personality? I think think we touched on this because, you know, coming off again from playing D and D. Yes. We all, we all had that itch and this, uh, the outer worlds comes close to scratching that. Cause I felt the same thing, especially just building the character at the beginning. I was like, oh, I, I got into that mode again of like making a new character. I felt like I was rolling dice. Well, when I make decisions on what I'm saying in game, I'm not, I never ever think about like, oh, what's the good decision? Instead, I think like, yeah. well, what's, what's she going to say? Like, what's my character thinking in this situation? Like I played her a certain way. And if I'm going to do anything, I think like, well, is that what she would do? How did you and build your it's character? Made it super fun. Like, oh, I was like in the game. um i mine is like very very um uh i'm trying to think what they call it in the game it's like persuasion and lying persuasion intimidation or um yeah i can't remember because they so the way all the skills work is there's like an overall overall (laughs) skill that is like you dabbling in it and it gives you you're raising three skills below it like they're sub skills and you can do that to level 50 And then once you want to pass 50 and there's bonuses to get to level all the way up to level 100, you have to specialize. So like I went with the voice speaking specialization. And then once I hit like um, the level 50 in it, I just started pumping it into um, persuasion. And so she's super like super persuasive, talks her way out of arguments. But everything else she has. Yeah. But everything else she has in long guns. So she's also like a wicked powerful sniper. So like. I love the fact that I get to play her like a Han Solo where I'm just like, I don't get into fights, but when I do, I'm going to kill you, but also I'm going to talk my way out of it. And well, I like the fact that um, like the, the, the points that you put into like your persuasion stuff actually affect combat as well, which yeah. isn't, you know, that's not normal for a video game. Yeah. Like humans cower from me, but when I fight them, like if I shoot them, they're like, oh shit, it's her. And they're like, they back away. And I don't want to get into like spoilers, obviously, because I think this is a game very much worth playing. And because it is short, like spoilers are kind of at a premium in this game. But to give a great example, like there's a level I went and did. It's a side mission. You don't even have to do this where you land on a um, another space station. Person. You're trying to get some stuff done. And when you get in there, like the second you get to where you would turn the power on, you get a message from another uh, ship from the bad guys saying, Hey, we see you here. We're here to, we've been chasing you. We're here to mess you up. And because my persuasion was so high, I never had to do that combat encounter. I literally talked to their captain, explained what I was doing there, but like lied to them completely, told them what was going on. And when they went like, okay, good. We are not who we were looking for, but we're going to go ahead and turn on the automated security again, just to be safe. And I was like, no, 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 I already did it. And they're like, okay, and so this mission that I could see walking around had kill boxes, had like shooting ranges set up to be a, a combat heavy mission. Didn't shoot a single bullet. Walked in there, got everything I wanted, walked right out. And that's awesome. That like That's the level of agency the game gives me that I think is really fun because I was able to just make that mission play the way it would play for that character that I built. Which is funny because I maxed out my heavy weapon 
<laughs> like almost immediately. And so I, I, let my weapon I just mess people up. Like I don't care. I just go and I fight. I don't. I don't. It's funny because my persuasion's up there, but I have mow down people just for the sake of mowing them down. I've got time to talk. Yeah. They uh they also have my favorite uh, perk system I've seen in a game in a while where uh, based on how you play things will happen to you and it'll just pop up a dialogue and say hey we see you've been hit by a lot of these things called raptodons make you a deal you can have a phobia of raptodons you will take a a detriment to your stats anytime one's close to you but you gain a new perk and so they even pay off by going like well hey if you t- if you take this well, you get something out of it and so i have like four extra perks but my character is also terrified of robots which in space is pretty rough um does uh, terrified of heights and addicted to drugs <laughs> so basically made myself but it's great i thought i, I think yeah i thought you were role playing uh well i was at a certain point but then i was like <laughs> well if i can be addicted to drugs here i might as well do it all the way around and then um again we we touched on um outer worlds in a previous episode so i do kind of want to segue in oh yeah mike you did say that um (laughs) you you did say that outer worlds respects your time but there's a new game out that does not respect your time there's a new game out that i don't think respects anything Um, (laughs) it respects your shoes and your pee i've been playing death stranding finally it finally came out it's a real game and what the hell is that I don't know. I literally was describing to somebody today as it's Uber Eats the game. Yeah. <laughs> you Oh my god, man. It's it's Kojima as hell. Like it is story and I think you on top called of this, story on top of story. I think you called this um earlier in the year when they announced it that you were excited to see what it's like to see Kojima without restraint. And, and you know what I need now? That this is what it's gonna be, and I think you're right. I need Kojima with restraint. Like yeah, this we all dude do. needs an editor. <laughs> so the issue is that so first it's on the same engine that um, Horizon Zero Dawn was on. Uh, I can't remember the name of the engine, but it's it's made by Guerrilla Games. Awesome! It looks unreal. Like, yeah, it looks great. Oh my god! Um, like the characters uh, look great. The animations are phenomenal. Um, it is a beautiful game. Yeah, I was watching the Giant Bomb past uh, that. Like the, the, the hour gameplay is... that they had. It is a walking simulator, and I don't mean that as a pejorative. Like, I know people talk about things like that, but, like, some of my favorite games are called walking simulator. Like, Gone Home, I love, and it's a walking simulator. What this was the is one a... that Sean was playing, like, The Longest Night or whatever? Yeah, uh, The Long Dark. It's a walking yeah. simulator. This game, for real, the gameplay is walking. Um, you can get a bike. You can. You can get a truck at some point. Uh, it's just, there's so many systems, and you... and it's so aggressive in how it forces you to play. And I can't think of a game that I've hated more, but wanted to play more than this in a long time. That's yeah. And like, and I don't mean in a hate watch way. I just mean like in a, I've never played a game like this. I've never played a game that feels like this. I've never played a game that looks like this, but it is just so crazy and I'm happy it exists and I know there are people that love this game, and God, I'm happy this game is there for you because you'll like I've never seen a game like it. Yeah, I've seen some people even it's argue bizarre. that Kojima, Kojima may have somehow created a new genre. Uh, I honestly, I that that's the craziest thing is that I feel like this this is informed by games like 
Rust or even like Breath of the Wild, but to the nth degree that doesn't take into account like, but is it fun? And they just went like, I don't care. We're just going to make the game. But I could see this leading to like this style of game, but with fun gameplay or this style of game with good combat. And even then, like I've read enough reviews and re- watched enough that like apparently the game does get better as you play it. Like surpri- like there's a point where it kind of either it hits a point where you're either going to be all the way in or all the way out. And I usually yeah, read from- today somebody was saying like play to chapter three before you make any decisions. But also like um, I don't know if you guys play Dragon Age Inquisition, but there was this big this funny thing where people like had to start telling you like get out of the hinterlands. And it's because the game would begin and you could go into this area and you could spend 15 hours in it. And then it turns out that's not even the game. Like you haven't learned anything there. And that's what this is like. Everyone's like, get to chapter three. If you get to chapter three, you'll know if you like the game or not. I'm not chapter three yet. I don't know if I like the game. I'm pretty sure I hate it. But I, I'm going to fall off of this pretty hard because everything I'm reading too, it says like this is an 85 to 100 hour game. And I've played it for like four and... I, that sounds like hell to me. I can't. I don't. I don't want eighty-one more hours of this. I, I, from what I've heard, um, it gets a lot easier at least because it's it's very um, very trying. It's punishing. Like said, there's there's it's there's, so there's, punishing. there's yeah. Um, I heard the story does not get better though. It does not get less uh, uh, confusing, less uh, um, convoluted. It does not make sense. No, and, so if and, you're looking for a payoff to the story, you're not going to get that. But I if you never expected it to make to get, sense. Yeah. And so I was watching, like I said, I was watching Giant Bomb and I watched Jim Sterling. And I literally I sat down for an hour and just watched them play. And it, like you were saying, it is, it's it's completely polished. doesn't look buggy at all. It's very pretty. It actually has like my favorite type of thing, which is like a Scottish hillside with like overcast, stuff like that. But again, it's, they, they showed the, the, the tips, just like the, the quick tips. And it was like the longest list of bullshit I've ever seen, and they got like wild mechanics for it's just it's the game of mechanics is what it looks like, and I it it scares me just to look at it because it's like oh you're you got a you got a boot meter you got a pee meter you got a baby that you carry around in a burin of liquid meter you got uh, make sure you drink your monster energy drinks because they got advertisement up the wazoo. Yeah, oh man, yeah, it's I forgot just, about the monster energy drinks. Yeah, they're all yeah, over and they then, look beautiful. Like Jeff Grisman was not wrong. They, they do, are the yep, best looking yep. cans I have ever seen in the game. A hundred percent. And um they got a cutscene for everything, which is you know, it's Kojima, of course, but I feel like people say that as an excuse, and I don't think it's something you should excuse for a video game. You shouldn't have a cutscene for it like every time you walk into your bed and like, oh we're gonna go to sleep now or something. What's funny is like yeah. it's it's not a game I want to like invest time in to be honest. Like I don't want to like run errands for a game. I kind of want to just like be in a different like adventure for a game, you know. And but I I'd watch I watch the videos. I don't know why. I think it just like for sure. Like I'm very interested. I have no means of playing it to begin with. I don't have a PlayStation, and it's not gonna be out for a PC for a while. Yeah. But I I do for some reason enjoy watching someone go through it. Oh yeah, like I watched that video third, with with yeah, ease. Like yeah, it, for some reason I I get entertainment out of watching someone else get frustrated at something like this. But I will say, Matt, how dare you ask Mike how Outer Worlds is when I've invested twelve hours into that game? I had like I had a whole like thing I wanted to talk about. Let's go back and talk sorry. about. Let's talk about I good could, things I could, again. I could, I could, 
curious well, I even, about this, Jenny, yeah. but I don't want to be a hater at the same time. No, no I hate, only meant to go through it because we had mentioned uh, Outer Worlds previously in another episode. Yeah, but as, a, as an update, I mean, that was 12 hours of gameplay. That's This would be more of a review than a, what our 10-second review would be. So how's the Outer Wilds? Worlds? Wilds? Well, the, the, the only thing I really wanted to talk about was that it did two things right differently than Borderlands, because that's the only thing I could really compare it to. And, like, for Borderlands, when you're, like, at a vending machine, you could hear, like, your little companion, like, make its little noise, like, every five seconds. But just the little things that Outer Worlds does is that it's it's silent at times. It's just, it goes through things faster and at a good pace. And you don't get those, like, repetitive, like, you know, NPCs just, like, saying something, you know, like, they got shot in the with an arrow, um, where they used to be an adventurer. Um, Dude, how good is the music? They, yeah, it, they do the small things so great. Like, like even the companions, they don't. When you try to get out of a doorway, you're not like trying to like walk around them. They just know you're trying to go through that doorway, so they just you just walk through them. Maybe. So yeah, those, those are just the little things. I'm scared, I couldn't hear oh, things I was for like, a second. I was like, did you cut? What happened? I yeah. don't know. I think it did cut a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it just does the, the little things so right. So this like, is for Moonhead. What uh, what what companions yeah, I mean, are you using predominantly? Uh, right now, um, I'm horrible with names. Pavarli. Pav- oh, well, Pavarli stays in the corner. <laughs> Pavarli, no yeah. what. You can't get rid of her. She's the best. Yeah, and Rappa, the rapper and Navara, yeah, pa- Navara. Oh, Nioka. Nioka. Oh, dude, she's so off. great. I finished. I finished her. Uh, I finished her. Her full quest line today, and damn, it's good. God, it's so good. I love her special too. <laughs> she just... yeah, I just throws that ah! bottle down. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm I know we talked a little bit in the last episode about Bethesda and their their just really shitty year, but how like how does Bethesda make a Fallout game after this? Like how how does that happen? Like what? I was already worried because like Fallout Three I adored because it was the first new Fallout in a long time. Fallout Four, not my favorite Fallout, but still I was like, hey, more of that thing I like. Fallout seventy six really hurt it. Oh, and nah, now I'm just looking, yeah. going like, man, like, what do you what do you do if you're Bethesda? Like, because they're not in a vacuum, they have to be looking at this and going like, oh shit. I, I want what would be funny is I want them to like secretly connect the two worlds, like they. Like, I don't know, like, Fallout happens. There's so many but, ways it could be. Yeah, and, like, it fell behind in times because it was in this, like, nuclear chaos. And <laughs> I, the Outer world just, like, advanced. I saw an article from uh, The Hard Times, which is, like, a satire website. And um, or, it was one of those. I think it, it might have been the video game one. But it was, like, Todd Sweeney calls uh, Obsidian to ask, hey, what have you been up to lately or whatever? God, like how pissed does Bethesda (laughs) have to be that they're like, that uh, Obsidian's now owned by Microsoft also. Like they can't even go back to them and say like, okay, hey, we're sorry. We need to get the the polish back on the Fallout brand. Like, why don't you come make New Vegas 2? Because that would, I think everyone would instantly forgive everything for New Vegas 2 made by them. But now they can't even do that. You you asked like, how can they put out a a Fallout now after this? I don't think they will for a while. I think it's just going to be gung-ho on... Skyrim and uh, uh, Starbound. What's Star? Dust, yeah, Star, and, and Star even that Plus. one is now tainted. Yeah. Um, what is it? Is it Starbound? 
whenever the next Bethesda game is going to be in space, the new Starfield? franchise or whatever. Star. I man, I don't remember. It was a. It's not a great uh, name. It's a very nondescript name. And so now even that one's tainted though, because it's going to be like, okay, now Bethesda is going to try to do an Outer Worlds, and you know their track record lately is not so great. Starfield, yeah, it was Starfield. Yeah, Starfleet. it's just, I, man, like, I, I, if they hadn't made the bed they're in now, I would legitimately almost feel bad for them because, like, Outer Worlds just did everything they've been purporting to do for the last ten years, and just knocked it out of the park. Just, mm, man, it's so good, such a good game. Just chef's kiss it. It, it oh. <laughs> chef's kiss um yeah i only had like one other game related thing i want to talk about uh you guys what else do you guys got um don't really want to get into it that much because we gotta get moving we're already at uh almost 50 minutes but uh we talked about blizzard and bethesda kind of shitting the bed but we didn't really talk about blizzcon and i am kind of excited for you know overwatch 2 um but more importantly you know we talked about the the, the blitz chung thing uh last episode or the yeah but uh, uh, Papa Jeff, Jeff Kaplan, recently ask actually if you saw today, this. yeah, he uh, kind of, in in a way, not to like overblow it, but like kind of denounced the decision to, you know, ban Blitzchung and to take away his money, and you know, he was like, that was crazy how they did that because if it wasn't like in the Overwatch League, if that was a player there, it would have been days before they made a decision, and he's totally against what they did, and I I love Jeff, like he's he seems like a you know a great guy. And even at the uh, BlizzCon, when he was doing his little speech, uh, Mike, I think you were saying like how cool it was that he's just like flat out saying how upset he was about leaks for Overwatch. Yeah, like he was he was making sure he was like, hey, you know what? These leaks hurt us. Like we're working our asses off to bring you these announcements, and I know you're excited, but like this hurts us. Like you took the wind out of our sails with this, and like I legitimately felt bad for knowing the leaks. Yeah, and he says something like. <laughs> Oh, you know, I, I I was gonna have something written to uh, announce everything, but I guess I could just check online because it's all on there. Yeah, it, uh, man. Like, and then so he he made that announcement today where he talked about like, um, just I, the fact that as a company man to make his stance be different from the the company line was awesome. As also VP of the company. Yeah, but did you see he also uh, when they were they I guess they asked him about Overwatch 2's development cycle and like how because Overwatch Overwatch has been on kind of. I don't want to say life support because that's really making it sound bad, but it's been spinning its wheels for like a year and a half to two years. Yeah. And they were like, well, is this, is it because you're working on Overwatch 2? And any other time, any other developer would say like, well, you know, we do everything. We have our teams. And he just went, yeah, it's we <laughs> realized we wanted to change these things. We couldn't do it in the game as it existed. So we had to make a decision. And the decision we made was if you truly like our game, you will be happy when we announce this. We're going to support everybody who doesn't want to buy part two, which is awesome. Like it, it, it's just so refreshing to have somebody not hide shit from us and just say, yeah, that's yeah. We, we heard our game to make you a better game and we're hoping it's worth your time. Awesome. And in a way to go like bat for the fans. Cause apparently it was a pretty big struggle to make everything available for overwatch one as they, you know, make new things for overwatch two. And I guess that was like a pretty big struggle for him because, you know, if you don't want Overwatch 2, you don't have to get it. And the new characters that come to Overwatch 2 are going to be in Overwatch 1 as well. Yeah, and all, like the game modes, I guess all the competitive game modes. So you're basically buying Overwatch 2 for the new engine because everything does look real good. 
Yeah. And um, for the single player story based content, but like all the multiplayer modes will be in both, which is awesome. I think that's really cool. They're giving you the option to say, hey, give us another 40 bucks. Here's an extra chunk of the game. But if you don't want to and you just want to play your game, play your game. Yeah. I was surprised that it didn't even have a story. Like, I was like, what What happened? Why, why did they yeah, skip over the first game? And it is a weird thing. And yeah, um, I forget that not, not a lot of people know that because I, I play Overwatch like all the time. So it's like nothing new to me. But I, I had to uh, tell you in the chat because you're like, well, I'm going to go uh, uh, play it or something so I can catch up on the story. I was like, well, Alex, you know what? You don't have to. Yeah, don't <laughs> you touch can just the watch game. these YouTube videos. Yeah, well, I don't know why. It's crazy. Was like... So damn emotional for this, like, this trailer. I was like, oh, oh the they, they're so coming back they were, together. I thought they were killing Winston. I thought they were killing Winston. And I was like legitimately about to tear up. I was like, don't you dare. Like, don't you dare. I love the stupid monkey. And I was going to have to put him on my offerenda. I um, I do think it's interesting because I, I, I do wonder, like, I know Overwatch was originally, I guess, supposed to be whatever their MMO that they abandoned. They took like some of the stuff that became Overwatch, blah, blah, yeah. blah, all that fun stuff. But like. What do you think the odds are that they had zero intention of making it so story based and having the characters be such big personalities? And then as they just started writing stuff, people were picking up on it. They're like, oh shit. Because that's what it felt like to me is that they were like, uh oh, oh, we didn't know you guys were going to be this into it. I'm so sorry. Oh God. <laughs> Sometimes things Probably. just take off. Well, it's they, their character designs are incredible. And mm-hmm. when they do put storyline stuff in there, like I, I can, I've probably played a total since it came out of like, 20 30 hours of overwatch but i know the backstories for every character like i love those characters i i have overwatch legos i have overwatch action figures i bought because i think the characters are awesome i bought lucio's the lucio cereal it was terrible Lucio-os. but i bought it <laughs> have you watched any of the cinematics alex no not yet i've been meaning to there's, there, there's only a handful of them you should only totally go through them because it's you know, you you well, so basically you did, you did watch one. It was the the one for Overwatch two, and so there's a handful of those, but they they focus on individual characters and give you so much story and make you really care. And it's just weird that you don't get that from the actual game. You got to go on YouTube and watch it. Yeah, that's so wild to me. That's just I for something for like for me never playing Overwatch one, but being so involved in Overwatch two trailer. Like, I want more of it already, and I to learn that I'm already all caught up, essentially. Like, I could get caught up today. Um, it's just a wild concept to me, but it's cool. Like, I really want to play uh, the second game. I do think it's also interesting how, like, for a game that has no story, like, this is the other thing I wonder, is, like, were they brave with the characters or what they made the characters because they didn't have to worry about being in the game? Or were they just like, screw it, we don't care because it's, you know, 2016, 17, 18, 19? But, like, it's also got a lot of representation in that game. Like, I remember, like, people lost their ship, but also a lot of people were really happy when it just they just dropped it in a story. It was, like, in a comic strip. It's like, oh, yeah, Tracer's gay. And that was a big deal. Like, they didn't make a big announcement of it. It was just, no, it's the character. She's gay. Or, like, that Soldier 76 is. And, like, that's really interesting that they have this game that there's no story in the game. But whenever you read outside of it, it's not just a good story, but it's like kind of an important story. You, you know, uh, without even playing the game, I did hear a lot about that. And I was like, cool, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be, you know, let's make a big story about it. Like if people who are interested in their storyline, they'll be connected to that character. And I think that's awesome. I think that's that we should see more of that. That was the right answer. That was a test. You passed. Good job. Yay! We'll pass. <laughs> 
Um, so the other big things they announced it because man, man, if Blizzard hadn't had such a shitty uh, month, man, BlizzCon would have been great because they right. announced uh, Diablo Four with a trailer that was insane. Did you guys watch that trailer? Yes, I did. Yeah, oh and I'm my not even god. Like, I've so never bad. played like an actual Diablo good, but uh, game. What? But I'm like, yeah, I know. Jesus, I own it's like, a... I own Diablo three in every possible way you can own it. <laughs> yeah, so I do actually own Diablo three. I just never really played it. Oh my god, it's so good. It doesn't. I need. I, I'm one of the the dirty PC gamers that needs a controller and didn't have controller support. Yeah, that is actually one of my biggest pet peeves. Is because. I I know somebody's going to be mad that I said this. This is going to be where like Sean wants to come back on for another episode to t- settle my hash again. But like, I think Diablo is better with a controller than with a mouse. Um, Sean doesn't play video games. They add in a dodge mechanic that is fantastic on a controller, and like I prefer playing it on my Xbox or my Switch. I played it on right, by the way, both. If you borrow, actually, I'll let you borrow my Switch version. I have it on the Switch. It's really good. Oh yeah, does it have split screen? Uh, I think it does actually. Or is it like hundred percent? Or is it like Gauntlet where it's just one screen anyway? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, if you, I, I bought it just because I wanted to play it with the Ganondorf armor. But it's good. Um, yeah, trailer trailer was incredible. Uh, you got Lilith coming back with a goddamn cloak made of skin or made of blood. Yeah, awesome. That man, that trailer was so dark. And like, I loved it. And like I said, I don't. I haven't really played a Diablo, but it totally seems like a Matt thing. And like, I, from what I've heard, they're getting back to the the dark roots of the game. See, the funny thing is, everyone says that, but the last one was still really damn dark. It's just that it didn't look like Diablo looked, but it 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 went some places that were not comfortable. Uh, but then the thing they announced that just makes my soul feel so happy. And again, speaking of games that don't respect your time. Uh, the game I have played the most probably in my entire life is World of Warcraft. And they announced a new expansion for it. And I will save you guys from an hour and a half of me explaining why I'm so into this. But like, damn, this expansion sounds good. Uh, this sounds like they're basically... So there's... um, I can't remember how many expansions there are. Now. There's a lot. But there's always this thing I've thought where like World of Warcraft came out. It got huge. And they can't really make a World of Warcraft 2. You can't split your player base like that. So what they kind of did was you played through until you hit um, the Cataclysm expansion. And in Cataclysm, they literally changed the whole the topography of the world. They broke everything. They really moved the story forward. And I've always joked that that was kind of World of Warcraft 2. This one feels like it's World of Warcraft 3 because uh, Matt especially, you'll know this. You know how like in every D&D campaign... You hit a point where levels get so outrageous that you're no longer fighting goblins and kobolds, but you're like doing extra planar fighting activities gods. and go. Yeah, yeah, you are gods. Welcome to that in Warcraft because <laughs> um, you're instead of going to another landmass that they're like, oh, somebody turned the globe and there's another island. Whoops. Uh, you're going to another plane of existence. So they put out a really great trailer. Uh, Sylvanas, who was a hero in the series for a very long time and very much to people's chagrin has become the chief villain over the last handful mm-hmm. of years. Uh, her plan, you're finally starting to see what she's been fighting toward. And she uh, fights a fan favorite character in the Lich King, beats his ass summarily, and at the top of Ice Crown Citadel, shatters reality and opens up a plane to essentially the realm of death. And that's where yeah, that- you're going in the next expansion. 
Yeah, I feel like that. Um, I haven't. I'm not a World of Warcraft player. I haven't really played, but I, I've watched at least some of the cin- cinematics. And I guess this was like a pretty big deal because not only did she defeat the Lich King, she defeated the thing that gave him his power. Yeah, she destroyed and, you know, the broke crown. The crown. Yeah, that. that and yeah. I, actually, you know what? Like, I, I was a uh, Warcraft three player, so I know that storyline at least. And that is pretty big. Yeah. So the fact that she has the power to do that, and that's part of the big mystery in it. But like, aside from just the story nerd parts for me, because I, I as much as I love World of Warcraft, a video game, um, I'm actually weirdly invested in the lore of Warcraft. I've read most of the books. Um, I have committed to memory huge chunks of the Warcraft uh, Chronicles. It's a three-book series as of right now that tells the entire history of um, the world the game takes place in. And Yeah, the world <laughs> of Warcraft. They're finally touching on some of like, the really high-end crazy shit from those books that I've always been like, I'll never put that in a game, but it's so cool they wrote the story. And this is this is just awesome for like a lore nerd like me, for somebody who has played Warcraft consistently for 15 years. Um, they're doing a level squish. So right now the highest level you can be is 120. And it does get a little bit unwieldy at this point because if you start a character today, like there's a ton of expansions to go through. You don't know where to go. You're leveling 1 to 120, which means that there's a ton of levels where nothing really happens other than it says, hey, you're a new level. So that what they're going to do is when prior to this game coming out, they're going to do a level squish. And so the new top level will be level 50. And it's I believe the way it's going to work, it's either 50 or 60, but if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But what they're going to do is from that point forward, if when you start a new character, you're going to go through a starter zone that kind of teaches you how to play the game or the basics of your class, which is really good because they've been doing a better job of teaching people to play different classes. You're then going to leave that area and at that point, you are going to go to any of the expansions and play through that expansion beginning to end. And so you'll get a complete story out of a character, which right now is a real problem because like, you'll be in the middle of the story for Wrath of the Lich King and you out-level it and now you have to go to Missa Pandaria. And I know that's not the level of the order they came out in, but that's, that's how it kind of goes. You just like jump expansion to expansion and you don't get a coherent story. So you'll get a coherent story and then you'll do your final 10 levels in the Shadowlands, in the new expansion on the other plane of existence where death resides, but they're even changing it. Like now you're going to pick a covenant. So instead of there being a new class, you're going to pick like, well, what group of the dead are you going to be with? And your character will change pretty dramatically from it. The other things that have me excited is that right now, world of Warcraft, there is way too much, um, way too much grinding and way too much adherence to random numbers. Like just, there's too many random things you need to fall in your favor to be effective. And, as of right now, it's all lip service, but the lip service is good. It sounds like they're getting rid of or mitigating a lot of that stuff. So I am pretty damn excited for my 800th Warcraft expansion to buy. Nerd. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not even. <laughs> we can just one day I'll record a podcast where I just spend like three hours explaining the history of Azeroth. You know, I'll probably be more interested wow. in like the lore itself than actually playing the game. I played the zero lore is seconds. Great. Zero the seconds of it. And I've always time. liked the, the lore of it. I have a hard time getting into MMOs, but surprisingly, I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Like Dragon Age too. MMO, just some people just know how to create stories and I'm for that. Like Dragon have you guys ever played Dragon Age? Oh, I played the I show played Dragon Origins. Age. Yeah. Yeah, Dragon Age Origin. And then the last one was actually really good. Like, once you got out of the Hinterlands, Dragon Age Inquisition was a pretty damn great game. Yeah, they even had an animated show. 
Did they have a show or was it like a it's like a movie? I, don't, I saw it on Hulu and I added it to my list. I'm like, I yet to watch it. I'm like, mm. I think it was a movie, and those tend to be like disappointing because I'm I like super into Dead Space, and they made a Dead Space animated movie, mm-hmm. and it's the worst. I wouldn't mind a Bioshock um, movie though. I think Bioshock would be be one of the movies that'd be so cool. I would. So I would support that, that download was. I was, oh yeah, I forgot about that. The reason he couldn't install something because <laughs> Bioshock was a thousand. Yeah, it couldn't gigabytes. get Outer Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So we're almost to an hour here. What do we want to do? Uh, you guys want to hit on like, have you watched any movies or played any or watched anything on TV you want to talk about? The the only one is is the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot because so and, was it Hitler. Out. I accidentally watched it because I thought it was a challenge. <laughs> and it turned out to be such a good movie. Oh, it turned out to be such a good movie. Well, oh, I don't know if I, my review on it is that two-thirds of that Wait, movie was really what's, good. What's what's the title again? I thought you were talking about two movies. The Man no, Who Killed Hitler so good. and then Bigfoot. Like, that is the title. <laughs> it's a 2018 American adventure drama film. Um, essentially, this guy did a, like a secret mission to kill Hitler, and and now you see him in prison day, and he's a he's an older guy. And I believe that man is Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, yep. And he's Calvin Barr it's, in the uh, in the movie Eagleton Ron, if you will. And now they're <laughs> recruiting him to kill Bigfoot because Bigfoot is the is like the he has like a plague like that kills everything around him, like makes like. Zombie deers. I don't. I don't. I don't even understand what exactly was happening. But he is immune to this like Bigfoot plague and is sent out to kill Bigfoot. So it's definitely right up my alley. I was gonna say. So you haven't seen this movie, then, Matt? No, I I know of it. Like I've seen the trailer, but I I don't know. I think reviews kind of turned me off to it, so I just didn't bother. And I think at the time when it came out, like I had to pay to rent it instead of like it coming to a streaming service or something. So I just kind of waited. Yeah, I think... See, I'm really happy Alex liked it because I would say like this is more of a Matt movie than an Alex movie, but like it is so... It's just interesting in like the best way. And Sam Elliott is just so good. He's just such a good yeah, actor. It, but it is a good... Rider. 20... The, well, I don't know, but like 80% of the movie is great. And there's... I don't know if you want to give spoilers or just a review. I, and I don't know if you agree with me or not Mike, but the Bigfoot like encounter that whole thing, like it just didn't need to happen. And I know that's like half of the title is Bigfoot. And that is the worst part of the movie. It did. I don't know if it's, if it is what happened, but it does feel to me like, I don't know if it was a reshoot or maybe just somebody was like, well, we named it this. So we got to do this part, but it's not that it's bad. It's just that the rest of the movie I think is so damn good. Okay. Okay. By the time you get to certain parts, you're like, oh, okay. Well, oh, shoot. Okay. This spoilers right now. Bigfoot is not earmuffs. Earmuffs. Okay. I'll save it. I'll save it for later. It's a good movie. You should watch it. I just don't like the Bigfoot part. That would just, Silly. It just becomes like it just becomes a very like um I don't know what they did. They must have done some like reshoots because it just becomes silly. Well good thing I like silly. I, I started imagining like the fight with uh um was it the sixty million dollar man in Bigfoot? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> better than that. It's better than that. <sighs> yeah, oh, so man. I just wanted to since it was my accidental challenge, I wanted to talk about it because it was surprisingly really challenge good. yourself. I love that she actually Alex is challenged. It. I know. I, I was like, this is really good, though. Like, it started Alex off like, you know what? fantastic. 
you're like, fuck you guys. I'm doing my own challenge. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Sports is over. I'm going to watch Bigfoot Hitler. <laughs> yeah. That's the next one. Just <laughs> Bigfoot <Exactly>. Hitler. <laughs> Bigfoot. Can you imagine? Bigfoot cross Hitler. That's the Japanese uh, version of it. Um, Bigfoot X Hitler. I, I watched Terminator Dark Fate uh, for the second time. I saw it once months and months ago. Uh, in a, huh, that's weird. Yeah, in a screening that I had to sign NDAs over that was terrifying. I believe you can now talk about it, right? Like, I don't know. I don't NDA care. T- what are they going to do? Come at me and yeah, okay. undo the movie? Um, but yeah, I saw it in a test knock, screening knock, months knock. ago. And when I saw it prior, there was just like a lot of the special effects weren't finished. And I still thought the movie was really kind of awesome. And so I went and saw it again, and I really like this movie. Like, it is – I know this is faint praise. It's the third best Terminator movie. Um, but it's really good. And and unfortunately, it didn't do very well this weekend, so I don't think it's going to – I don't think they're going to make more. And that's a bummer because this is the first time in years that I've been excited for them to make more. But uh, I'd highly recommend watching it. Like, I'm not going to get super into it, but, like, Really fun movie. Really, it respects Terminator One and Two. Does some really cool new stuff with the just the concept. Mackenzie um, Mackenzie Davis is awesome. Like she is cool in this movie. Uh, but like honestly, like it's owned by Linda Hamilton. Like they, for the first time, they understand what these movies were about, and it's not about John Connor. It's about uh, Sarah Connor, and it's kind of awesome to see like what happens when this woman who you know, spends the first chunk of her life thinking her life's normal. Then a Terminator shows up, her life changes dramatically. And then she does the thing she set out to do. And it's like, well, what do you, what do you do after that? It turns out you become a really angry old woman. <laughs> um, have you guys seen it like or looked into it at all? Not yet. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, again, I'm one of the people that um, unapologetically really, I kind of like Genesis um, but I agree. I don't think they ha- there. There's been, you know, more than other other than, than my like for Genesis. I don't think there's been more than two really good Terminator movies, which is one and two. And I think that they. I think what you're getting at is like the missing ingredient is Sarah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If these are the top three movies, these are the only three with her in it. And I'll also throw this out there: like this is the best Arnold Schwarzenegger has been in the role since Terminator Two. Like he is, he's great. Like everybody in this movie is really good. Like Diego Luna, I think it's Diego Luna. I can't remember now. The kid who plays the the um, Rev Nine, which is the new bad guy Terminator, he's great. Yeah. Like he's legitimately really great in it, and he's believable and terrifying, but like in a different way because like Schwarzenegger was just this giant beast of a man and. Um, the T-1000 was this unstoppable machine made of an impossible material. Have and you seen this boy? Cool. Which boy? Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, which boy? <laughs> Did you put up a link? Um, but yeah, it's really like, I, I, especially for you two, like I'd highly recommend go watch it. Like it is a fun ass movie. And if you, if you want to know if it means anything, the first 10 minutes have bigger balls than any movie I've seen in a very long time. They pull More some than shit Transformers off. Three. I was gonna say, bigger you're born than, Transformers. Bigger than a Constructicon's balls. Uh, they pull off some shit in the beginning that's insane. I was gonna say, just such a weird time for movies because either 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 it takes a lot out of you. Like Joker was the last one I saw get to watch anything else in theaters, and it's like, man, like I don't I don't know if I could watch another like movie. Like it's just draining. It really was, and. And Zombieland 2 didn't seem like it did well. I was like, oh, I, was, I was so hyped up for that. And then it was like, eh, it fell through. This, the same thing. It was, thing. Fine. It was but fine. It's like, 
I hardly ever get to the theaters to begin with, but I don't know if I want to just like go out and watch Terminator. Like, I, I don't know. It just kind of fell through the cracks for me. And I know we've been talking about it for months. Oh, fell through the cracks for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the thing is, uh, you know, I see the rating online and it's doing really good rating wise. As, yeah. As people that watch it audience. like it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just not making the money that they. Well, you have like Doctor Sleep, and, right? And, and so yeah, I'll be the say, one like, right now. Pick. I'm 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 probably gonna go watch a movie this weekend, and it might be Doctor Sleep over Terminator. Unfortunately, I'm seeing Doctor Sleep on Tuesday morning. Um, I will throw this again, one last bit. So, oh, okay. that one's really weird. If you look up the reviews for Doctor Sleep, it's um the the critic score uh, when I checked earlier today was a 39, and the audience score was a 93. It you know seems like I, that. I buy it from that kind of movie. That seems like the kind of movie that, like, it. It's not. I hate this phrase, but it's not for critics. Um, the only other thing I want to say about Terminator. I, I know. There is a scene in the it's, beginning. Seventy three. Oh, it's still pretty I good. Think it was Terminator those reversed. Uh, there is Terminator was was thirty nine to ninety three. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all because, like, when I saw it, everybody who was in that theater seemed to love it, uh, both times. But um, there's a scene in the very very beginning of the movie. It is the best use of the digital de-aging technology i have ever seen um when i saw the movie the person they had playing young sarah connor because the movie begins about 20 years ago Mm. um it was another actress wearing a mocap mask and so it wasn't it wasn't linda hamilton so we just had to like pretend it was linda hamilton and it was fine right holy shit like if you told me they just took old footage of like if it was an outtake from the original movies and they made it like it looks unreal how perfect it is. You said um, de aging, but yeah, then so like there's a de aged Arnold Schwarzenegger that is so bad that you almost couldn't tell it was him. Oh, you're gonna say John Connor? It was oh the John Connor was insane. Like oh my god, it's. Yeah, don't don't say anymore. Nope. I'm kinda the special effects one. in the very yeah. beginning of the movie are just shocking how good they are. And the rest of the movie looks really good too, but like it's it's one of those things where I saw it and I was like, Oh shit, we can do some stuff that we weren't able to do a year ago. Uh but yeah, that's all I that's really all I need to talk about today. I just I was really bursting at the seams to talk about uh Outer Worlds okay. and uh <laughs> World of War Oh man. Yeah, I, I I want you guys to acknowledge how much I held back on World of Warcraft because <laughs> even now I just want to talk about how if we're going to the Shadowlands, does that mean the Void is a plane we can go to now? Like, what else is in the cosmology we can go to? <laughs> um, I had a couple things I just wanted to mention I don't really want to get into just because of time, but uh, today they announced that Bill Murray is going to be returning in the new Ghost- Ghostbusters movie. Seems what, no? like a big deal. Bill Murray, he's returning to the Ghostbusters. Oh my god, I had not heard that yet. That's exciting. Yeah, it, it was hours ago before we started recording, actually. Oh, I had to work today. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> he should have took today off. It's Bill Murray Day. Uh, and anyway, I, I, I didn't I didn't look further than that, so I don't know any of the details for it. I'm act- um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually avoiding almost anything about the new Ghostbusters movie because, like, I just like Ghostbusters in any form they're in, and I know I'll see it. So I don't need trailers. I don't need to know about it. I'm just gonna go watch it. And from what I've been told from the internet, Bill Murray has famously said that he will not come back unless the script is good. Well, so Garfield was good. You say that, but well, I so Garfield he got tricked into. I did see a movie called Ghostbusters uh, in uh, 2016, also now known as Ghostbusters: Answer the Call, and Bill Murray <laughs> was in that. And that movie was script he? wasn't. Uh, yeah, guess who he didn't play? He didn't play Peter Venkman because they brought also back maybe... 
all the living Ghostbusters and did not have any one of them play their characters. What? Yeah, it's not a terrible movie. You should watch it sometime, but it is. it sucks when you can watch a movie and just see every mistake they made. It's like basically, you know what it is? <laughs> it's the Bethesda Game Studios of movies. <laughs> Um, I wanted to mention the trailer for Color Out of Space is out, and that looks incredible to me. It's the uh, same people who made Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage, and uh, I believe it's a short story by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, I think that one is. I, I It took me a second to remember which one that was. Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, I've been told it's a uh, basically a combination of a bl- uh, was it Annihilation and The Thing, more than like Mandy and something. But it definitely had like take- the colors of Mandy, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like um, a hypercolor nightmare. I was pretty into that. The trailer for the Invisible Man. I think uh, Joaquin posted it to our group. It does look pretty good. Not going to follow the original story of the Invisible Man, but it's more modern and it has. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, I would say Carrie Pocket Sand. I was with you on that comment though. Yeah, I was going to say like <laughs> it's getting to a point where in the trailer she's like he's right there in the corner sitting in that chair, then carrying some flower. Throw go and him. tackle him. Like, go do something. Yeah, just walk him through him, a fat bro. field of cotton. You'll see him. Chuck some mad tits at him, bro. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was the thing I was thinking about. Um, yeah, so Color Out of Space is based on H.P. Lovecraft uh, uh, story. The The company that's putting it out, um, I guess they're planning to make a like a trilogy of H.P. Lovecraft uh, stories, which sounds great. Yeah, it's um, Spectre... Spectre Vision, Elijah Wood's company. Spectre Vision, Elijah Wood's company. Um, they're oh, also... I say that. Elijah Wood's in it. I actually listened to an interview with him today. Oh, shit. And they're, they're in the early stages talk- of developing the Dunwich Horror. Oh, man. I'm and on into top that. Of that uh, there's no um, official talks yet, but they're really interested in doing their own reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. And they are talking about bringing back um, Robert England. Yeah, there's no reason you couldn't. Like At this point, it's all special effects. Just have the dude do it. And well, at this point, even he's just like, I have maybe one left in me. Yeah, so let let him hand it over one. to somebody. Make Freddy younger. Let's um, do. The I guess Super they actually uh, spec- Elijah and the uh, the other guys from Spectre Vision just started their own podcast uh, through Shutter, which sounds pretty good because they they just interview other uh, like horror directors and stuff like that. So they copied us. Cool. Yep. Cool. So uh, we're gonna have to cancel our interview with Elijah Wood this week. Well Apologies played, to Elijah Wood. Frodo. Um, Alex, I think you posted this. Spider Verse Two got announced. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Uh, there's so many different like Spider Mans you could even. Yeah, like Spider Man. Oh, yeah, they're talking about Japanese Spider Man. He's gonna be in this one. Yeah, I saw that. They're like, he's in, or the uh, tweet response. Oh, the yeah, where they're like, I have a good design. He's like, yeah, we do too. Oh, that's so good. No, he's designed. (laughs) Um, Jason Momoa has announced that there is a Snyder Cut to the Justice League. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. I mean, honestly, like, it couldn't be worse. I'll watch it. Yeah, but it could be longer. I don't want to watch a movie four hours. I I watched the ultimate version of fucking Batman Superman, so I've already proven I can't be trusted with my time. (laughs) That's a fever dream. Um, Oh, you know what? This week I watched, or last week on Halloween, I watched... um, Midsummer finally. Oh, oh, what'd you think of that? I liked Hereditary more, but Midsummer is fine. Yeah, I think Hereditary Hereditary is just a better movie, I think. But that, I I love that those movies exist. Yeah. Um, and like 
I, th I think I said it in the chat a while back that, um, you know, a lot of people didn't like Hereditary as much as uh, Witch. And for me, it was the opposite. I actually kind of really hate The Witch, but I really love Hereditary. But I do appreciate what both of these movies have done for horror right now, because I think we're in like kind of another uh, golden age of horror. And it's thanks to the movies like this. Yeah, you and I talked about it too. Like, I, I think that much like comic book movie, they're realizing that comic book movie is not the genre. That's just the storytelling style. Same with horror. Horror is not the genre. Horror is the storytelling style. The genre can be whatever you want it to be. It can be a period piece. It can be action adventure, sci-fi. Like, you can add all that stuff into it. That's deep. And that's pretty much it. The only really big thing I wanted to talk about, just kind of what I'm into right now, um, you guys know that I, lo I love my spooky, and I just picked up a copy of uh, Junji Ito's uh, Uzumaki. That sounds so, delicious. It is. Uh, so Jun Junji Ito is a big-time horror manga um, author and artist. Uh, if you two actually just Google search, I'm sure you've seen at least one of his comics online. Oh, yeah, I was just being a dick. I actually know who he is. <laughs> like, yeah, his uh, his style is legitimately creepy to look at. And surprisingly, I bought so Uzumaki is like I guess an all-in-one story, and it's huge. Like this thing is like hundreds of pages. Um, I just I bought the book on Amazon. It was it was under twenty bucks. So I was like, okay, and it's like beautiful. And I did not know that he made like long stories i guess i always read like short stories online and so i'm pretty excited to get into this and then i found out that adult swim is actually doing an animated um miniseries of uzumaki so I'm oh i didn't know about that that's awesome trailer looks great like they're really capturing the the the, the, the creepiness of it and I'm then i found out that he made a uh, cat diary <laughs> about that for stacy <laughs> yeah i was looking at that yesterday it's pretty good yeah, that's actually. Then, uh, I'm kind of impressed that Adult Swim is making a miniseries of that because his style is so distinct. It's so distinct. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know the the way that they they're doing the animation is kind of crazy. It's kind of not quite like a motion comic, but it's just like the movement is very slow. In it, I don't know. You gotta check out the trailer. It looks really good. I will absolutely um, do that. And kind of, kind of to go full circle here, I guess he was working with Hideo Kojima back. During a PT, oh fuck! I had no idea. Yeah, I was already so mad that game will never exist. And guys, I think Konami might have been the good thing for Hideo Kojima. That makes me sad. It's so weird that they, yeah, <laughs> they've been the villain in my okay. head for so long that to think they may have been the thing that made their game so good, it's really upsetting. Fucking Death Stranding, that game. Is so <laughs> I'm really, I, I legitimately cannot wait for the next time you guys are over here because I will make sure you see like at least a half hour of gameplay in it. I've already watched an hour, but like, I, like I said, I'm down to watch someone else play it. It's just I'm never gonna pick it up. Most batshit crazy thing I've ever played. All right, I got nothing else. My tank's dry. Yep, Alex, you got anything? Uh, a couple of things. Well, no, just real quick. All right, we'll see you. <laughs> uh, so, so like confused. McDonald's, what? Well, cause he went. Yeah, no, wait. Adam was like, wait. Uh, oh no, we're at. Right, right, please right. continue, sir. The McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, McDonald's is bringing back like seventeen beloved vintage toys uh, for a short time, and I got my daughter two Happy Meals, so I could see if did it... you did you get your daughter two Happy Meals? Like, or did you get Alex two Happy Meals? <laughs> I got, I got. 
the Happy Meal toys <laughs> that I didn't like. Well, I was trying to get Slap, to, slapping your daughter's little hands. No, no, there's no my toys. You eat the burger. Well, I was trying to get like the Power Rangers one, and I I ended up getting like the Hello Kitty one that was like 2013. So like, okay, well you could have that one, and I got I kept the Hamburglar one for myself. And so yeah, so these are like old toys throughout the decades. Right? Yeah, I thought it was just the 80s for some reason. It's yeah, I just threw it out. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, there's Power Rangers in there, so there's nice. Yeah, this is a Cowboy um, McNugget and other ones you could get. I do love the McNuggets, and I, I told the two of you earlier that the Halloween McNuggets are the ones that I want, but I I need the changeables because I love those. Yeah, because I used to have like the, I think it was the breakfast one that turned into a pterodactyl. They're basically Transformers. They call them tra- changeables, but I love. Those yeah, they only have two: the Dino Happy Meal box changeable, so the Dino one and the ham hamburger changeable. That's the only ones they have out. So it's just it's just a regular Happy Meal, right? Like it's not a separate thing you have to order or anything weird. You just go nah. like Happy Meal, please, and they just go like, "Cool, here's an old toy." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think it's... Beep beep, Happy Meal. <laughs> Things only going on for like two weeks or something, so it's a very short time. I yeah. bet you they just found like a like a like a shipping container somewhere. And they're like, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> we gotta get rid of these things. Yeah, jump uh, for it. <laughs> Um and yeah, not not watching anything else besides um uh, I I didn't even know like My Hero Academia was back, so I've been kind of oh, binge yeah. watching their episodes, and it's kind of a slow start, but I'm I'm hoping for some uh some good things for this season that I've been hoping hoping to see. So yeah, other than that, that's that's all about all I have. Oh, and speaking of McDonald's Szechuan sauce, I guess Rick and Marty Morty starts this week. Does oh, it? Oh, man, that's on Sunday, cracks. I think. Yeah, so I love Rick and Morty. I just hate the fandom. So I don't. You get too crazy about weird things. You don't get it, bro. Rick no, said you don't that understand. I don't have to go to school because I'm too smart. It's Cronenberg, you know, Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, like the my films. man. Wait, the what's? <laughs> what the hell's the fly? That's one of my favorite characters on the show. Is just my man. <laughs> my, my man. Got apples? Uh, <laughs> <you> wanna... <laughs> Man, that's a good show. I wish the fans weren't such dicks. It's a good show. Uh, special thanks to our patrons. We Take got... it away, Mike. Oh, sorry. God damn it. I'm bad at this. I'm sorry. I stepped on your show. You should say We have we're gonna... Brian. <laughs> gonna... Yeah, it's your turn for the strip oh, show. Okay, I can do it like that. Cheers, Brian. <clears throat> Brian. Taking stage one, we've got Brian, everybody. Brian on stage one. Stage two's got Erica and Garrett in succession, not together. That'd be weird. And then we've got Joaquin, our newest patron, Samantha, and followed by a whole different Samantha. We have two Samanthas. Samantha. One's my sister, so Woo! it doesn't count. Like She kind of has to do it, but I'll just let it be known. I have another sister and another brother, and they didn't do it, so... Oh, there you go. We know who's uh, coming over for Christmas. Yep. So uh, all of them have either received or will be receiving last month's sticker um, this week. And then I am working on some new artwork for this month. I don't just want it to be album art that I repurposed to a sticker. So I decided to get real ambitious. I'll be putting up some uh, making of uh, pictures on the group over the next week to kind of let people know what's going to be. But it will be a holofoil sticker. Uh, it's going to look real good. I'm pretty stoked about what it is. It was just a bigger challenge than I thought it was going to be when I had the idea. <laughs> and uh, thank you everyone in the Facebook group for doing the, uh, that participated in the Halloween challenge, the the last minute costume challenge. Um, I'm going to be mailing out the pop figures and some stickers soon. I just got kind of busy. So sorry that it's late. That was a weird week. 
Um, <laughs> if you need more stickers for me too, I've got a ton for you. Yeah, I need to grab some from. Yeah, I ordered a weird because I had like coupons, so I ordered a weird amount of stickers for last month. And we have what I call a Diddy winner as well. Um, we have Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Yes, so he will be getting a brand new Call of Duty game on Xbox thanks to our um, other listener who had an extra copy and donated it. So thank you, Jose. Won't do last names, but thank you, Jose. You know who you are. And yeah. again, thank you everyone in the group. It's a great group. It's cool that we could do a contest like that, just within the group, by the group, I guess. I would very much like for us to continue doing those, and we will. We don't know a schedule, but we will do more. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it earlier, too. I'm considering starting a secondary group for everyone that's going to get Pokemon, just so we're not blowing up uh, the current group with, you know, I, I got a shiny, or I need a trade, or someone help me fight giant Butterfree. So I think I'm going to be setting that up sooner. Uh, right before launch uh, Pokemon or maybe just a little bit after because I think we're all going to be probably doing the campaign and all that stuff. Yes. I agree with all of that. You're not invited. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go oh, wait, no, you're my Pokemon sh- live. You, you're, you're getting shield. So. Yeah. Is that the group? It's only you... if you got shield? Yeah, this is a uh, shield only. Next year is only. Sorties get out of here. Shieldies over here. <laughs> that's it yeah I'll, I'll go over the social media real fast so for twitter we have three hrs underscore later facebook and instagram three hrs with no underscore later uh please give us a uh, review on itunes we're almost at 50 i think we're at 47 last time i checked and the, yeah the new and the new app i, I guess is coming up is a uh, pod chaser so we, i've created a list of pod nation so oh, can't get it. We have a uh, fifty-four, I think, podcast on that list. So we're, right now we're the number one ranked, which is awesome. It's still new, but we still need those ratings. And you can also individually uh, review us there too. Uh, I think we have a uh, twenty, like twenty some like, reviews. Matt's all right. Do they review the? Yeah, do they, do they review the three of us? They can. Is this like hot? So, did they bring back hot or not? You know what's kind of crazy with with Podchaser? They're kind of like adding a lot more. Uh, things you could do. You could even have your top eight. So you could have the top eight like podcasts My like MySpace. Space. Yeah. Um, and you could but even Tom's have... always one of them. Yeah. It's always Tom. Tom <laughs> and was I going to say, oh, yeah, you could you could even have a creator's profile as well. So, yes, they could even follow us as well, um, as well as your podcast. So that's kind of interesting. Kind of see where they go from there. I think it's only been like two, three months old that I've known it at least. Um but yeah, it's it's been fun. Hopefully, uh, they come up with an app soon because the website is um, kind of old school. Need a, need an app. Yeah, it kept crashing for a while. It keeps asking for my social. It's weird. Yeah. Alex, let's say I wanted to keep up on our social media and all of our fun uh, shenanigans we do, but I couldn't be bothered to remember all the different links. Is there a way I could have all of our links in one place? Absolutely. Thank you for asking, Mike. <laughs> what a great question. Yeah. I'm so if, curious. I didn't know. So if you want to go to Linktree, that's link tr period ee forward slash three hours later, you, you'll find all of our links Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Patreon, uh, Pod, Pod, yeah, Podchaser, and uh, our, even our Podnation list as well. And Pocketcast. Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, everything. All they got links. it all. Come on down to Linktree. Link yeah, Tree I'm so. Good. I like Linktree. <laughs> I'm so glad. All right. It saves me a lot of space on Twitter. 
Oh, for sure. Da, 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 da. And we're past 2,000 followers. Da, 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 da. We're doing it, guys. Da, 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 Just, dude, the other day, I can't remember who it was. They said, like, you put up the D&D thing, and they were like, oh, I've been waiting for this episode, and I hate the fact that my first thought was, why? <laughs> my self-esteem is sad. Like, legitimately, all I thought was like, why are you waiting for us? Oh, I guess people like us. That's weird. I think that was uh, Serial Killers. Oh, Eat Crime now, right? Jane, they rebranded? Yeah, they were. Eat Crime was like just a cereal. They would eat cereal (laughs) before their uh, episode, then rate the cereal, and they got too much cereal around their house. So they're like, you know what? Let's let's do snacks instead. And I think that's all. They ate zombie zombie Skittles in our honor. They did. (laughs) They did. They're also grew. I figured They're out what the flavor in zombie skills was. Well. Uh, the oh. bad flavor is durian. It's durian fruit. That's the flavor. Is it durian? Yes. I've never had durian. It tastes what, is like it durian that. Supposed to be good. Hmm. Uh, no durian. Uh, Stacy like... actually got me two full size bags, uh, so I'll bring them next time. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I hate durian. All but right, yeah, everyone. It's durian. Go eat durian. It'll make you stink. Bye, everyone. All right, and now I start recording and. <laughs>